for me. Why he would give it all for us. And we look out in this world today, we'll get to a message here in just a second. We'll get to a look out in this world that we're, we're living in today and, and, and we wonder uh, all the things that we see and all the things that, that we hear about and all the things that you know, people tell us and the different things that come on TV and the different things you see on the news. Like Brother Tracy was saying this morning, you can watch one news broadcast and hear one thing on a subject, and you can watch another news broadcast and hear a totally different thing on the same subject. <laughs> so we ain't reporting the truth no more in these media. They're just reporting what they want you to hear. Depends on, who, depends on who's doing the telling, you know what I mean? That's what that is. But I tell you this right here, though. This is what, it, this is what I was thinking about earlier today in Amos chapter number 8. And this is not where we're going to be at, but I just want to read this to you. Because this is where we are. This is where we are today. And I want you to hear it now. Because I'm telling you, the reason this is today, let me just read it. Amos chapter number 8, verse number 11 says this, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even into the east then shall run they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it and the main thing he said there is that come from the Lord and the reason that is is because everybody wanted to take this and change it they took that King James Bible and they perverted it with everything that this everything that evil and Satan and everything that they had to pervert the word of God so the true word of God wouldn't be getting out. And here we are now, 2024, and there's a famine for the hearing of the word of God. How many times have we heard people come through that door and watch the service and be, in the, you know, be among the service and they say, man, I ain't seen it like that in years. Hadn't seen it like that in so many years. Hadn't seen it like that in 30 years, 50 years. And it's because of that. It's because we are in the middle of this famine of the hearing of the Word of God. Because the true Word of God is not going out in most places you go nowadays. I can tell you right now, you can drive all around here and you'll be hard-pressed to find one anywhere close around here that's going to preach you the true Word of God. It's going to preach you what thus saith the Lord. It's going to give you what the King James Bible's got. It's going to give you the truth. And that's what, uh, such a need for those things today. Such a need. And here we are in that time. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter number 3. Very familiar scripture. You know, some of my favorite scripture, I tell you. But I tell you, it always speaks volumes to me in, in, in this time in which we are living in. You know, we, we say it all the time. Brother Tracy said this morning, I say it nearly about every time I stand here. It, we are in the end. These, these are the last days. We are at the end of the time. I don't know. Nobody knows the end here. Nobody knows the day and the time and the hour. But I'm telling you, it's close. It's close, close, close. I'm telling you, when you, when you, when you hear it, when everything that goes on in the world today, all, they, they glorify, they hate anything that has to do with Jesus. They hate anything that has to do with Christians. They hate anything that has to do with holiness. They hate anything that has to do with pureness. They hate all the stuff, and they'll glorify everything that you see on TV, every wicked, nasty song you can listen to. They'll glorify those things on every broadcast, on every news channel, on every TV commercial, on everything. But I'll tell you what, they ain't got one good thing to say about the house of God. They ain't got one good thing to say about Jesus. They ain't got one good thing to say about what true Christians standing up for the Lord means. They ain't got nothing good to say about those things. But yet they'll glorify all this garbage. 
And I'm telling you, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing no more than to grab a person his age, male or female, and warp their mind and drag them off into hell is what it's for. I'm telling you, that's exactly what they do it for. That's exactly why they done it. That's exactly why it was designed like that. It is all, 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 all the plot of the devil to try to, to, try to take over and do these things in this last days right here. To get minds and, and people's attention set over on this side and, and, their, and their focus over on the other side over here, but not on the right thing. And I'm telling you, we need it. How many, hey, I'm telling you, how many churches do we know that no longer get up and preach it right no more? How many places have we heard of that where they used to have the King James Bible, now they don't no more? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, and I'm not in the big inner circle of nothing, so I, but I'm just telling you, I hear about these things. I hear about how... This one used to be this way. I've known some people, some good people. And I mean, I'm telling you, they're still good people. And I'm telling you, but they don't preach it right no more. They stop preaching it. The, the, they stop using their King James Bible. They put it down to try to be a, a, a man pleaser instead of a God pleaser. And I'm telling you, God wants us to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. Right. I'm telling you. So let's read over here in Proverbs chapter number three. I don't want to get wound up and keep you here a half the night, but I'm telling you, I do want to preach what the Lord has gave me. And I want you to hear what he has to say about this. He says in verse number one, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. My son, forget not my law. This is where we really need to get our hearts focused on. Our hearts focused on what the word of God says. Our hearts focused on the things of what the Lord will have us to do. The doctrine that our church teaches us. Not the doctrine that you hear over here. Not the doctrine that the other church down the road does. Not the doctrine that another denomination does or whatever the case may be, but what we believe. Right. This is what we do. I ain't saying we're the only ones going to heaven, but I can tell you this. This is right. The doctrine you hear at this church is right. I can tell you that. I know that because I'm telling you the spirit of truth lives inside our hearts. Those of us that are born again and the spirit of truth will speak to you and will speak volumes to you and let you know what you're hearing and what you're seeing is true. And I'm telling you, that's how, I'm, I'm just telling you. I know from the first day I walked in the door back there, Brother Tiny, when I came in, I ain't never even really even, I mean, I went to church when I was younger, but I never was a part of nothing back then, Jesse. But I come through the doors, and I seen what was going on, and I know what I felt. I knew I was in the right place. I knew that this was the truth. I knew I was hearing the truth. I knew I was seeing the truth. I knew I was seeing true worship, and I felt that we was having true worship. And I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever been in a place that they really worship true. And I'm telling you, when I went back to church back in the 70s, most everybody was trying to do right a Baptist church was back then. But I'm telling you, the spirit wasn't the same. If it, it, I tell you, the spirit is always the same. But it just wasn't where I was at. You know what I mean? And I probably wasn't nowhere near it neither. But I'm just telling you. What I felt when I came here was, I'm telling you, I knew that was right. It's not, it, it, it is, listen, listen to what I'm saying, but listen to it carefully. It is because of what we're doing, but it ain't because of what we're doing. It's all because of what he's done. And I'm telling you, he gave us a guideline, a book to read, or a help, a, 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 a road map, if you will, that will guide us in how to live, how to go, how to worship. And if we'll follow it, we'll always feel that spirit. We'll always feel that very same thing, brother. If we'll follow his word and do what he says to do, telling you. And it's why it's so important, says my son, forget not my law. Forget not these things, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace. Peace shall they add to thee. How many of us don't want that? 
I want to live just as long as God wants me to live. And I want to live, I want to have this life that he's gave me, and I want to have it more abundantly. That's exactly what I His scripture tells us he would give it, and that's exactly what I want. I want to have that more abundant life because I want to be able to worship him, I want to be able to serve him, and I want to get up each and every day and have the peace of Almighty God in my heart. That I can go out and do whatever he bids me to do. I can go out with all confidence and all assurity that if I'll do that, he'll bless me fully. That's exactly what I want to do. Don't mean I'm perfect. Don't mean I always do the right thing. Make mistakes. Mess up. Don't always do what God nudges me to go do. I don't always do that, Troy. But I'm telling you, I know that if I will, he'll bless it each and every time. I'm telling you, he'll do it. Listen to what verse number three says. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. These are things we need to grab a hold of. We heard about mercy this morning. I think Miss Brandy was talking about mercy and these things. We need to grab a hold of what mercy and what truth has done in our lives. Hey, what in the world would we do? What, what in the world would any of us be doing here tonight if it wasn't for mercy and truth? Right. My gracious, a lie. I mean, when you throw those two things out the window, I know good and well, there's no way in the world I could be here. Right. I was no way in the world. No way in the world I could ever make it if it wasn't for mercy and truth. The mercy of God that he poured out on my life to extend the hand, to extend that hand of salvation. And the truth saying, all you got to do is call out and ask me and I'll save you. I've done those things. So there's no doubt in my heart that I'm saved. There's no doubt in my heart I'm going to heaven. There's no doubt in my heart there's nothing that can be done about that. It is sealed into the day of redemption. That's all. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Listen to what it says. This is, how, this is how serious it is. He says he don't want you to let, don't, don't, let's don't let these things forsake us when we go. Bind them about thy neck. Hold them so close. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. We're going to put them so close to ourselves. This is how close he wants us to hold mercy and truth. He wants us to hold it so close around our neck. Write it upon the tables of our heart. Carry it right here. Right here. That's how important that is, us to have that. And it's to us to have it for others as well. We need to have the mercy and the truth. We need to extend that same thing that was extended to us. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what we need to do here. It says, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of my heart. Listen to what he says here. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and of man. I'm telling you, we'll be, we'll be doing what God would have us to do, and we'll be right by doing so. And we'll walk out into a lost and dying world, and we can walk up in the amongst the midst of the wickedness and the midst of the stuff that goes on out there and all the praise that they give it, Davin. I can walk out there boldly, Brother Richard. Boldly I can walk out there and know that there's nothing they can condemn me of other than trying my best to be right, Brother Tiny. Other than lifting up Jesus Christ. They can't condemn me of anything Anything like that right there, if I'll do what that Bible teaches me to do, if I'll do what that Bible shows me what to do, if I'll do what, if I'll do what the Scripture that is wrote down, and if I'll obey it, I can walk out there and have that good understanding. They, 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 may, they may not like it, but there's nothing that they can really say he's wrong about. They, just, they, 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 they can say what they want to say, really, and they do sometimes. Trust me, I hear a lot of people, and they say a lot of things. But the, what they can't do is when it says, you'll have the good understanding in the sight of God and man. They can't truly condemn me for anything that I've done wrong. 
only thing they can condemn me of is doing something that they didn't like. That is all that is. Listen to what it says one more time. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Don't let these things forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and of man. I'm telling you, I told you all the story about that time. Uh, everybody was gone to lunch at the shop one time when I worked for Brother Tiny. And it's been years ago. And this guy come up in there, and I didn't even know he was up there. I walked up there, and he was, had a, he was waiting out front, and Tiny asked me could I fix his tire. He had, hit a pothole, blowed his tire out. Well, they got up there, and they couldn't get his lug nuts off his, off his tire. And I said, yeah, I'll get it off of him. So I'm back in the back. I fixed him right on up. Got him go. Got his spare tire back on his car. Got him where he could go. Just a few minutes. And then I come up front, and he was just telling me one thing. Now, I forgot exactly what he said, but I told him, I said, hey, that's blessing from the Lord, and he's wanting, he's wanting to pay me. I said, you don't owe me nothing, man. It's a blessing from the Lord. He said, well, let me give a donation to the Lord. That's when I told y'all he had that little fish on the car with the thing sticking all out his head and everything, whatever it was. I don't know really what all that meant, but, but anyway, God, he was some kind of something or another. But anyway, but he was also connected with people with the newspaper, and he went and made this article on there about the things that were going. See, he just didn't even know that I was letting my light so shine. Tiny was letting his light so shine. That he, went, that he went out and was glorifying my God in heaven, had no idea. Even though he was somebody who didn't even want to be around God, didn't know, somebody who didn't even want to have nothing to do with God, he had no idea what he was doing when he was glorifying my God because of the goodness that God put in our hearts to do good things for people. I'm telling you. So you, you can't tell me these things don't pay off. You cannot tell me that this does not work. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Listen to what it says right here. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I'm telling you, this is where we really got to get. We really got to get to this part in our lives. These are the last days. We really, really, really need to grab a hold and be understanding that we need to trust on the Lord. Trust in him with everything that we have. Put, every, put all our trust in the Lord. I'm telling you, lean not upon our own understanding about what goes on, about what things that happen. But there's no, more, no, no greater time that I can think of in a Christian's life from reading my Bible in these times. They were singing a song a while ago about Esther. I'm telling you, here we are again at such a time like this. We are here for such a time of, uh, like that. Well, that's what we're here for today. Brother Tracy preached it this morning. This is the end times, and we've been chosen to be the ones that are here at this time. Been chosen to be the one that's going to stand up and proclaim the gospel. Be, be the one that's going to be that's been chosen to stand up and, and, and show a lost and dying world that hey, Jesus is the way. We got to trust in Him with all of our heart. Hey, put every all our decisions that we make, all our judgments that we make, everything that we do. This is what we have to do. We have to let. We have to depend on God for these things. We have to make God the center point, the focal point of all that we do. Seek on Him. Seek His faith. Ask Him what He'd have us to do. Because I'm telling you, I mean, th these are the things that we need to do. Because we'll make a bad decision in a minute. I'm telling you, I will. I'll make a bad decision if I don't go. Robert, if I don't call on God, I will make a bad decision. I'm telling you. I've been proved it to myself more than once since I've been saved. A bad decision because I did not call on the Lord first. And I'm telling you, this is what we have to do because the time is here now 
that we have to stand on that because there's so many lives that weigh in the balance of what we may do. Could be in our family, could be in our communities, could be that may walk in and out the doors of this church at any given time. I'm telling you, it makes a difference on what we do. And I'm telling you, don't get so crazy about the judgment, Paul. I'm telling you, our Bible, my Bible teaches me that, hey, judgment starts in the house of God. These things are necessary. My Bible also teaches me, it says, judge not according to the appearance, but you have righteous judgment. This is what we have to do. We have to make our decision based upon what the Word of God says. Let the Word of God help us. Let the Word of God lead us. Let the Spirit of God that lives within our hearts guide us in what we do and how we do it. Because I'm telling you, if we don't do those things in these last days, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to make a mark on us and how we do things. It's going to make a mark on how, how people see us. This is a necessary thing, a necessary thing to walk upright. That's why the Bible teaches us to walk upright and circumspectly. Yes, sir. Because it, what we look like, people say, I don't care what I look like. Well, I don't, you know, and I know what Brother Tracy's preaching. I'm not talking about that the other day. I don't care what I physically look like, but how I live my life and act in front of other people, I do oh, care about yeah. that. I want, my, I want them to look at me and know he's a Christian. Am I perfect by no means? But I am a Christian, and I'm trying to do my best to walk that way. And I'm going to tell you, we need, just like Troy was teaching in Sunday school this morning, we need to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Do our best to do our best to line up with the Word of God and let the Word of God help us and guide us that we won't get off in the flesh. I'm telling you right now, the quickest thing that will get me is just like what you said this morning, me. My flesh will get me if I let it. I have to put my flesh in subjection daily on account of that. My flesh will get Eric every time. Every time it'll get me. I'm telling you, I have to do my best to put myself in subjection, put these things away, because I'm telling you, I know me. If I don't follow the Spirit of God, I'll do more harm than good. I won't be, I won't be what I'm supposed to be. I'll be what I ought not, what I don't yeah. want to be. What yeah. Paul says, the things that I should do, I don't do. The things that I don't do, those things that I do do. Right. I said, I don't want to be like that. I want to be, I want to be what God would have me to be. And do. That's what we need to be doing. We need to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not until I don't understand. Listen to this, and I'll be done here in just a second. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he Amen. shall direct thy path. Hey, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If we'll take that right there and we'll, we'll in all our ways acknowledge God and all our ways lift him up and all our ways call out on him and all our ways depend on him to guide us, to lead yes, us. And all that we do, I'm telling you, he will direct our paths. He'll lead us in the way he'd have us to go. He'll always put us in a place to where we can be of use to him. He'll, always, he'll, all, he'll, he'll never lead us down that wicked road this world wants to run out there. He'll never lead us out there into that. He'll always put us to where we can be a light for him, that he can be uplifted, that he can, hey, that his light can shine out and let people know that they need Jesus. They need to be saved. And he'll always give us, he'll give us the strength to do it. He'll give us the strength to go. He'll give us the strength to do when we get there. And he'll give us the power to walk back out of there too. I'm just telling you, I believe that with all my heart. He'll never send us unprepared. He'll never do that. He'll never lead us into nothing he won't get us out of. And he'll never send us somewhere we ain't got the tools to get the job done. I'm going to tell you that right now. I believe that with everything in me. Or I wouldn't be up here preaching it to you. Because I understand in this last days that we live in here, I got lost family members in my life. I got a brother, uh, two sisters, and I'm, 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 I'm concerned about all of them. I've got a son and a daughter I'm concerned about. I mean, it, 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 this thing's going to be wrapped up. I mean, it's so close like you hear all the time. It could be today. Yes, 
Right. It could be for the services over with. It could be for the weeks out. It could, it could be. And it's up to us to keep those things close to our heart, bind them around our neck, write them upon the tables of our heart, because it is time to go out and let a lost and dying world know about Jesus. Let our lost family members understand, hey, this way right here is the way that drew me in, the way that pulled me in, the way that, got, the way that come in to send him. Jesus saved me when he pulled me into that. He let me know I was lost and on my way to hell. That's the hardest part. I had Jesse of trying to explain to my brother and my sisters about the part about being lost. And I'll say it again. I say it every time we talk about this right here. You ain't never going to get saved if you can't understand your loss. If a lost person can't understand their loss, they're never going to get saved because they're wondering what they're going to get saved from. And that's the problem that my family had. Most of the time, they want to talk about baptisms. They want to talk about these other things. And I try to explain it to them. And it, all because some man with 27 letters in front of his name once told them, we dipped you in the water and held you down there for 25 seconds. You all know you've got to be saved. Come on. And i got a sister now. She died last year. Probably died and went to hell. Sweetest woman you'll ever want to meet, Brother Paul. Sweet woman. But she could not grab a hold of the fact she needed to be saved. She could never get to where she was lost. Could never get that part. I mean, to a part, she got such a disposition, she would never get mad, ever. She hardly, I can't remember her ever getting mad at me, ever. But she, she just raised her voice at me at that, that, that dinner table at my mama's house that day. She said, I don't want to hear no more about it, Eric. And I don't think she's ever raised her voice at me. And it's all because the things that I was telling her was shaking everything, shaking everything that she's ever believed on. But the thing about it is, I wasn't trying to shake her faith. I was trying to shake her conscience to let her know, you need to be saved. If you think that baptism done it, you ain't got it. You're missing it. And I'm telling you, what, a, what an awful thing it is because she was such a sweet person. But I still have some more left, and they're out there the same way. So hard to get them to that point where they realize they're lost. And I want God to help me. I want, I want to trust in him with all my heart. And let him guide me. Let him do that. He'll direct my path and let, let me do what I need to do for him so they can be saved. And anyone else I can catch along the way, if the Lord puts them in my path, I want to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Somebody wants to come to the piano with a song here. I tell you, I pray that we'll all do that. I pray that we'll all get an earnest, earnest, earnest with ourselves and with God and really understand that time is drawing near. And there's so many people in our family, so many people that we may even know. There's people that I've met that are acquaintance, acquaintances of mine. And they're really good people, but they're lost and on their way to hell. All because they've never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Hey, a lot of these people ain't never went out and was, the, I never know them to be drunkards. I never know them to be robbers or thieves or murderers. I never know them to be anything like that. They've never been nothing but good as far as I know. But good people go to hell if they don't have Jesus Christ. They're not, they're not born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. They're going to go to hell. Anyone like that's going to go to hell. Man, don't we, don't, 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 don't we want to be earnest about this in our lives? Don't we want to ask God to help us and let him strengthen us that we can do all we can in our part to help someone along the way? Hey, I, ain't, I can't save anybody, but I want to be all I can be for God. I want to be all I can be for him that I may have a good word to say, that I, can make, that I may do a little planting or a little sowing and somebody else come along and do a little water and let God give the increase on that. But he's the one that does that. And I'm telling you, I, 
That's why I ask y'all tonight, if y'all just pray about those things. Let's, let's all get earnest. Let's all get serious about that. Because I'm telling you, the time's coming, and I believe it's coming quick. And we need to be the light that we need to be. We need to be that witness that's going to lead them to the foot of the cross. And I'm telling you, what a blessing it is to know that we've been chosen to do this. What a blessing it is to know that we have been chosen. God's chose us to be here at this time to do this thing. What a work. I mean, yeah, we know how wonderful Paul was. We know how Paul was there at the beginning to help get it started. But look at, you got Chase in the back. He's here to, this time, to help finish it up. I'm telling you, think about that. Think about our roles and what we're doing. Yeah, a lot of them great men was there. Great men they were, too. They started this thing off. But there's a lot of great men standing in this room tonight that's probably going to be here to finish this thing off. I'm telling you, think about those things in our lives. I got a hood. Well, Tracy, that's all I got.